Last time on Idol on Disco, the team took some time to decompress and recenter themselves. Ms. McHale's murderer is still at large, but with no leads or suspects, there wasn't too much to do but wait for something to shake loose in the case. Plus, Ms. McHale was a huge asshole, so, you know, hard to be too broken up about the whole thing. Uh, Maurice has also decided to throw a party at the roller rink to remind the Newcastle class of 79 that even if they've had incredible superpowers foisted upon them as part of a competition to apparently see which of them will end up as the next true king of England, they're still friends and they don't need to be at each other's throats. foggy London evening, I was lounging in my study, idly noodling upon my violin, when my reverie was interrupted by three sharp knocks at the front door. I'd not even the time to rise up from my repose before the man outside started banging again, declaring himself a member of the Queen's Guard. I rushed to the door, and sure enough, my stoop was overcrowded with soldiers. They barked at me to hurry into my finest suit as I'd been called to the audience of Her Majesty the Queen. As I rode in the back of a royal carriage to Buckingham Palace, I idly wondered whether I'd simply imbibed a nip more heroin than I intended, and was in point of fact sleeping soundly on my parlor room sofa. But no, before long I was taking tea with the Queen of England herself. And what's more, she was interested in becoming my newest client. It seems a great British treasure had been lost during the American Revolution. Excalibur. King Arthur's legendary sword. The Queen believed me to be uniquely suited to retrieve it from wherever it had been hidden away, both due to my world-famous brilliance and my status as a British legend in my own right. I was skeptical, as I often am, that the case would be sufficient to challenge my singular intellect, but the circumstances were far, far too intriguing to walk away from. Maurice, let's say that it is the morning of Friday, September 28th, um, which would have been the day before homecoming, but that's been canceled. And uh, you're just kind of, you're at home, you're waking up, getting ready for the day. Ah, uh, uh, Friday. <laughs> oh, I forgot the date already. Damn, I can't be. Yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday wow. the 28th. Wow, it's been a... A crazy week. Whew. Uh, he gets up. Uh, there's like kids milling about in the hallway, and he goes and he gets like, and he makes a coffee. Yeah. 
I think as you're making coffee in the kitchen, your dad kind of saunters in. You know, he's he's also a little tired still, and he goes, Hey, morning, Maurice. Sup, Dad? Hey, haven't uh haven't seen you around much lately. You've been you've been pretty busy, huh? Yeah, this mystery solver club was uh supposed to be like an extracurricular activity to hand out with friends and like it also looks good on resumes and stuff. Uh but like I've really gotten into it. There's a lot of stuff going on in this town, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do know. Um, I guess I just wanted to check in. You know, I know that um, senior year of high school can be hard, and he's, like, searching for the words, sort of tapping the counter as he's trying to think. And it can be harder here than in a lot of places. And he oh kind of gives you, like, a look like, you know what I mean. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You and Mom up to this again? Is this... What? No, this is just... I just... I am want to check in with you, make sure you're doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's, uh... It has been a little rough, you know? And he, like, wilts a little bit. It has been a little rough, you know? And... I kind of had an idea of what everything was and what I was going to be doing, but now it's just like, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, you learn a lot around this age. He's still really trying yeah. to make sure that he can make it clear what he means without saying what he means. He's like, uh, Maurice is like, I understand, uh... And yeah, don't worry about the lingo. I, I get what you're saying. Just to reassure him. That like, yeah, I get it. I'm... I guess I'm just... I'll admit I'm a little worried because the whole um, mystery solving thing just... If you learn the wrong kind of information, it can be... Um, it, it can it can be painful. Yeah, it's dangerous. Uh, some would say this is a town where the truth is lethal. Yeah, I guess you could put it that way. And I just um, you, you're being careful. The best way I know how by me and my friends around me and. I I know it's dangerous to know things, but it's also dangerous to not know things when you live in a world with other people that know those things and are not nice, you know? Yeah, it it can be. It it it, it can be. Um I I just for me and my friends, like if we're going to keep surviving here, we have to figure out how we're going to do it on our terms. You sure. Know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what everybody's got to do, right? Yeah. <sighs> we have so many students at school. Yeah, it's um, you know, classes get bigger every year. Towns growing slowly, and yeah, it's um, a lot of kids and a lot, of, you know, clashing personalities, and um, you you know what I mean. I get it. Um, 
Yeah, I... <laughs> and he, like, puffs up a little bit, like, Okay, so, for most of the year, and most of my time in school, I tried to, like, not make waves, right? I tried to, like, you know, put a good, you know, thing on the family and all of that. And then just, like, ever since, even before the trip to the toy shop, he, like, looks around to see if he's not dying. <laughs> uh, yeah, not not dying. <laughs> uh, summer vacation? Like, I don't know. I I know the kind of person I don't want to be now, and I'm maybe still trying to figure out the kind of person I am with all this around, you know? Yeah, I I hear you. Do you have any advice? I mean... The keeping your head down thing kind of worked out for me and your mom. Um, and, you know, we started a big family and we we couldn't be happier. Um, you can. It's tough when you're still in high school, but that won't be true that much longer. And you can kind of be as involved as you want to be with. um difficult people you know if you just learn to step away from people that cause you problems you can avoid a lot of uh heartache well bad choice of words but you you can avoid a a lot of issues if you just go with the flow go with the flow pick your battles you know ah as long as you're aware, I, I don't think, I don't think, I think the time of me avoiding battles is over. I think whatever is out is out. And I can just be clear headed when I face it. And I know that worked for you and mom and I, I, I trust you. I know, but it can't be me. Well, um, I can't tell you how to figure this stuff out. Um, you literally can't come talk to me about anything, but figuratively, you know, you can come talk to me about anything, you know? Yeah. And I know it's been a while and I was kind of in a, I was kind of off for a bit and I maybe. Kind yeah. And you know, me and your mom both, we decided best way to handle it was just to kind of step back and let you figure it out on your own because. I mean, how else can you go about it, right? Yeah. Oh. This is... Thank you? For that? That's weird. Yeah. That's weird to thank your parents for not... Be- <laughs> but you just... You haven't been weird since all of this. And, like... I don't know. It's. I think there's probably enough weird stuff going on with you right now that you don't need us making it weirder. I go in and I give him a hug, and I'm just yeah. He hugs you back, and uh, I think your your little sister kind of comes up and says, "You're both dead. I poisoned the coffee," and runs away. I mime like I'm dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And uh, a little bit after that, you uh, get picked up by Bob along with everyone else to head to school. Since. She's not really out. Casey has changed a little bit of how she looks, but mm. enough that it can be waved away with like, oh, you know, she yeah. was always punk. So sure. like yeah, yeah, yeah. she 
she's not wearing a Ramones shirt. She's wearing a Talking Heads shirt, actually. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's wearing jeans like usual and her leather jacket, but she has her nails painted black. And she has a little bit, like, like eyeliner under and over the eyes. Enough uh-huh. to be like, oh, that's that's that weird punk shit. But right, still right, right. being able to feel more feminine. Mm-hmm. Flannery will be very happy that you changed to a different band. <laughs> yeah. They... She gave me the shirt. It's good. Out of character, I'm just realizing now that I'm trying to feminize my voice, it's going to be a lot harder to tell when I'm <laughs> out of character talking. <laughs> yeah, I've been, huh? <laughs> like half the people on this show just uh, don't do a voice. You're fine. Yeah, I guess <laughs> not. You can, yeah. You can, you can like pinpoint the weeks I really, really try doing feminization training and like season one of Eidolon there were like yeah. three weeks that it sounded great and now I was like this is too much fucking work <laughs> <laughs> alright um, sorry yeah. I got no, no. everyone distracted no, you're, fine. <laughs> you're good uh, so overall what's the plan here you know a little bit about the killer that's currently at large um, meanwhile Maurice obviously has some plans of his own party wise at the roller rink um, but, uh, you know, you don't have a hot trail, per se. So, uh, I think I touched on this a bit during Bob's scene with Haley mm-hmm. during the downtime. Uh, but Bob's come to the conclusion that, okay, if this has been going on for a long time, probably, like, they might be able to pick something up by going to the cemetery and meditating. Because there's, because uh, everybody there lived in this town, you know? Right, right, right. So maybe there's something there. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. That's... I think Haley is in, yeah, sure, why not mode now. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think they would at least uh, invite Casey and Maurice if they want to join them. Right. Yeah. So, I Bob, would think... you say at this point you're focused more on, like, the big picture mystery and less on which of your classmates murdered the drama teacher? Absolutely. I, I, okay. Bob, Bob is looking into, okay, what... So uh, the the goal is to figure out what the deal is with the rock, and I think and, and right. Bob's thinking the best way to get to that is sort of indirectly by f- trying to figure out stuff about the history of the town. Yeah, uh-huh. I think Haley has probably come to the same conclusion that like, sure they could try and deal with each individual situation as it comes up, but if they just f- win, then it won't matter. <laughs> they sure, have, they don't have to deal with it. <laughs> Right, yeah, no, that makes sense, that makes sense. If I was King Arthur, <laughs> I would simply win. I would simply win. <laughs> would, yeah, uh, just get crowned King of England. Everything, Everything's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Casey, for her part, doesn't want to investigate this murder in any way that would get her in tr- more in trouble with Further the Further in trouble, yes. So she's kind of just laying low, sticking by her friends and expecting that whoever this killer is, if... Maybe the maybe they this was some sort of self defense. We don't know. Sure. Maybe the teacher had threatened them in a way or not. But if they come for them, she's like just waiting for the killer to do the move against the mystery club instead of actively trying to find who it is. Okay. Yeah. 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 Maurice mm, likes in that and case. encourages this attitude in everyone, but he is absolutely <laughs> still looking for that killer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Maurice, I was going to bring it up, you know, throwing a party with the whole senior class there seems like possibly a good way to, uh, you know, pick up some gossip, maybe get a lead or two. So yeah. your party might have a secondary purpose. <laughs> Um, so but many yeah, okay. irons in the fire. So, so it's just a, fire. a tapping of no thing. Ah, no, 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 uh-huh, no. Uh-huh. Then in that case, we can yeah go to the graveyard after uh, school. I don't think I'm gonna say the Dairy Queen that the ska club hangs out next to the cemetery all the time has not been built yet in 1979. Is there anything near the cemetery? Uh, what all is near the cemetery? Um, this is gonna be the same road that the. Uh, Hardware store and interior design uh, store that, like, you had the fight against Flannery's idol on with a million years ago uh, happened on. That's probably a mile or two down the road. Um, There is sort of a thicket of uh, trees behind it. Um, I would say it it's sort of like on a street corner. Uh, There's a vacant lot where that Dairy Queen will one day be around the corner and, like, down the street there is a like, cheap motel, and across the street is a small shopping center. Um, there's a movie theater in the shopping center and, like, a drugstore and stuff. Okay. Yeah, where well, you can get ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this, uh, this intersection has ice cream vibes. I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob, you have a prophetic vision of one day people enjoying <laughs> blizzards here. <laughs> What's a blizzard? I don't know. I feel like Dairy Queen existed in 1979. <laughs> I just think this Dairy Queen didn't. <laughs> well, no, I'm just referring to the fact that you could get ice cream from drugstores sometimes. At the drugstore, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I could Mar- see through time people were putting candy and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the decadence. Fun Dairy thing. Queen was founded in 1940. 1940. <laughs> 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 All right. Maurice yeah. turns on Boogie Wonderland. It's a little bit colder near the Dilly Bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I we we head to this into the graveyard. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, it is a graveyard. If you're trying to meditate here, I guess go ahead and give me a dredge, and you've got one biz, correct? Okay. I do want uh one maybe one additional bit of flavor. Uh, yeah. Bob. Bob's not necessarily going to focus on this particular grave, but. It's a spot in the graveyard that Bob is familiar with, and blizzards feels- weren't inc- included into Dairy Queen until 1985. All right, no blizzards yet. Okay, okay, Fabby. Uh, but but it, it, is a, it is a spot in the graveyard that Bob is familiar with and kind of comfortable around. Uh, it's okay. in front of one of those like, uh, kind of like two gravestones stuck together thing, where like a couple was buried together. Yeah, uh, and oh. it, and it reads uh, Robert Senior and Sarah McGovern. I see. I see. So yes. yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So Bob's gonna kind of set up shop there, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dredge, and uh, right. thanks to the downtime, Bob now has a uh, biz of two. Oh, two biz now. I see. Yes. I think uh, Haley has brought a, a a flashlight, but is kind of like cupping her hand around it to like direct the light beam so it's not just shining everywhere. Well, I will say oh, I'm imagining it's like six o'clock. I, you don't necessarily need a flashlight to see. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to do down, but it's still light out. <laughs> All right. Good point. <laughs> uh, in that case, um, yeah. So drawn two for biz. You've got the Hierophant. You discover something or the devil. You get what you want at a price you can't afford. Well, the Hierophant feels appropriate. Oh, the Hierophant's also... Oh, no, it's... it's. Uh, 
Oh no, right. You you apply uh it, it's positive because it's Maurice's uh resonant card. So it's still the same forecast, but it's a positive card uh, oh. because of that. Does that work? Wait, what, what does that work? Yeah. Oh. It's literally just it counts as a positive card instead of a neutral card. Sweet. Um Yeah, yeah. Wait, but wait, why why do I I'm I'm genuinely confused. Like I'll I'll take when the When you dredge the undertone out, you get uh, everybody's resonance count as positive and everybody's dissonance count as negative. Oh, oh okay. Oh, when yeah. did that happen? Yeah, I just looked uh, at that. Like right. two or three months ago, and I've just been forgetting to enforce it. I oh. forgot we made that rule change. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sweet. And okay. I remembered when I was updating the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, here, here, fan. Okay, so tell me a little more in detail what you're you're looking for as you reach out to the vibes of these graveyard. This so, graveyard. I, I get the basic idea, but yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, wh- how many bodies here are from people who had eidolons, and what is sort of the general nature of them? Like, how like how do eidolons typically manifest in this town? Because it seems kind of random so far. Okay, I would say. Um, most of the graves here, you can sense that the the person um, buried their head in Eidolon when they were alive. Um, and it goes back, like you said, this has been going on a long time. The oldest graves here are, there's sort of like a, a faint sense that you're getting from them. Um, as far as how they manifest, I'm not sure if you're picking up a pattern there, really. In fact, I, I would say basically all of them seem... The, the the vibe you're reading off of each of them seems unique. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I would say that if you're noticing sometimes um, family members buried together, there is sometimes, but not always, sort of a a similar vibe from them. Like, there is maybe something... Uh, familial that like that has some sort of influence on it but otherwise yeah there's not really any rhyme or reason to it it just sort of seems like each person's got their own thing going on so so the familial thing does kind of track with what we kind of knew about uh, Flannery and her dad yeah I, I kind of want to pursue this this line of thinking because it's not just mm-hmm. like we're already at Bob's parents yeah, yeah assuming yeah, yeah. the rest of the crew also has family members in here I, I don't I I, I Casey's family moved here recently, right? Yeah, Casey's family yeah. moved here recently. Um, Haley's dads have been around. Yeah, and Maurice's family grew up here. I don't know. Yeah, if I think the the, the mom and dad went away from co- for college, but came back. Okay, okay, yeah. but like your grandparents are also from here. Yes, then. yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of want to. I don't know if that's going to be another dredge, but I kind of want to push down this line of reasoning. Like, okay, is is it? Like, what makes family members have similar vibes? Is there, like, a genetic angle? Or is that just, like, you're, you just kind of end up kind of like your family? Like, what's the deal there? Yeah, um, I think you don't necessarily... It doesn't seem at, like anything as concrete as genetics are playing into it. Um, it also is not a universal truth that every person has, like, similar energy to their family. Um... But I think more often than not, there seems to be, um, if not the same energy from related people, sort of a resonance with them. Like, they, the the vibes you're feeling off of one, uh, you know, 
member of a family or, or like complement the vibes of another one in a way that like it has probably got more to do with yeah, like you said, you end up like your family. The impression you get is that it is derived more from who you are as a person. And for a lot of people, your family members will have a big influence on that, and vice versa. Okay. So if if Bob's whole thing is resonating with their parents, yeah. Brave, is there anyone else around that they're resonating with? Huh. Um. Hmm. <laughs> do, do, do you mind if I give you a bit before you answer that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <sighs> I think Maurice is trying to avoid asking the question about Bob's parents of like... Hey, how do you feel going to your parents' grave? <laughs> He's like, not even like maybe not trying to distract from the question, but like also like poking around there of like, hey, we all came to your parents' grave. Um, you doing okay, I mean, Bob? I, I mean, I was I was pretty young, so I'm, I'm I've kind of made my peace, but also like, I don't. Again, I was so young, I don't really remember the specifics of like how they died so for all i know it might be eidolon shit hmm so yeah do you think you'd be mad if you found out it was eidolon shit like i don't don't, maybe we don't need to get into all of that i mean i i think it would just kind of make sense on some level okay probably more sense than whatever i thought before you know okay well if you I know we're doing Mystery Solvers Club, but if you like, want to talk about it, like, let me know. Oh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Don't worry. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so as far as, yeah, other people in the graveyard you're resonating with, Bob, is, is there something you're, you're fishing for here, just to, to help me out with, with how I answer this? Um, hmm. Honestly, I'm just, I'm just sort of spitballing random you're questions. kind of casting he- lines? Yeah. Yeah. Then, um, is there something, this is just weirdly dumb, um, yeah. let's dig into Maurice kind of being material in his understanding of things, it's like, are there any rocks here sure. that seem like the rock that was underground? Like, is there any kind of, like, oh, maybe um, choice in minerals or sentiments where you could be like, oh, this also came from where this came? I'll tell you what, let's wrap up Bob's thing and then I'll have you roll and investigate. Okay. Um, but Bob, yeah, I would say that... Well, let me ask you this. Uh, your parents grew up here. What about your grandparents? Are they buried here? Um, hmm. That's a good question. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Okay, then I would say that you sort of find their uh, graves, and there is sort of like a, um, what's it, like a, almost a diminishing returns as you're sort of feeling around the, the vibes here, where your parents are... About equally similar to you and to their parents, but you're relatively, you are not as close to your grandparents in vibe-wise as you are to your parents. Okay, that makes sense. That that makes some sense yeah. based on like based on how the, our, our limited yeah. understanding of how this works. Yeah, like there's changes and sort of um, mutations is like too scientific of a term to apply to it, but like it, it seems like everyone, you know. Uh, diverges slightly from the people they're related to, and that sort of can that change snowballs over time. Okay, got it. And then, yeah, Maurice, why don't you go ahead and give me an investigate? Okay, let me bring up the investigate questions again. <laughs> 
You've got how much genius? Three genius. So you have got the chariot, justice, and strength. So neutral, neutral, positive. Okay. Uh, Looking in the rock and stuff and looking at the soil and like how old all of this is and kind of like cross-referencing it, I'm going to go, what poses the biggest threat is positive. Wait, no. Okay. I want the positive one. What weaknesses can I exploit? What weaknesses can you exploit? Okay. Then, uh, yeah, I think as you're investigating the soil and the the sort of stone here, both, like, of the ground and, sure, of the gravestones, too. Maurice, you are no geologist, but none of this looks anything like the stone that the sword is buried in underground. Um, Wherever that stone came from, it is a long way away. Maybe Britain? Again, you're not a geologist. All right. Okay. Uh, and the other two, I want to be uh, justice. What happened here recently, and strength. What's hidden here? So, for what happened here recently, let me think. Um, what did happen here recently in this graveyard? Or actually, I can specifically. What complication should I be wary of from this graveyard? What complication should you be wary of? Okay. Um, I think you are sort of. In the, uh, you're kind of on Bob's wavelength. You're kind of sensing the, the vibes, the flow of energy here. And for some reason, you are finding yourself drawn to a vacant plot where there is no grave. And you feel like there is just something about this spot, but you don't know what it is. All right. Like it would. This grave, this grave right here, I think. Uh, and then lastly, well, again, yeah, no, there is no grave here. It is just like it's a spot that like w- will be a grave someday, probably, but there's nothing there right mm-hmm. now. And yeah, lastly, what's hidden here? And what's hidden here? Um, hmm, what is hidden here in this graveyard? Um, I think and this is maybe not a mind-blowing revelation, but as you sort of like. Hey, pick up a handful of dirt in your hand and kind of, like, let it sift through your fingers. Not only does it not look like what that rock was made out of, it doesn't look like what the walls of the caves and tunnels down there are made out of. And you suspect, and again, you perhaps already suspected this given how you got there in the first place through a magic portal. Although that place feels underground, it does not seem like it is made of the same stuff as the ground up here is. It seems like it is a different place. All right, I convey all that. I'm like, yo, at the, all right, this, none of the rocks or stuff look down there look like what we see here. I think that's like a full-on alternate dimension type deal. Or it's so deep that it's different rocks. Huh. You know... I've been thinking we if we really want to know who that killer we encountered is we should go back into the undertow from here no Um. no that's I don't want to go back there (laughs) you do have the work whistle you can get out twice we have a get out of jail free card with that I I don't want to do that unless we have unless we have to I agree with fair enough what I'm saying is where Bob is able to sense, the, they call them vibes, of 
the people here. And relatives can be similar to each other. The person who's doing this probably has a relative who's in here. Oh. And we oh, all no. sensed what they were like it, when we were in that cavern system. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, everybody, everybody get, get in. Hands together, let's do this. Um, and yeah, let's let's dredge. Uh, I don't know if Bob should, should Haley this, lead let, this one. Yeah, I, I just want to give someone else a turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, should Haley, I? What's your bizarre? Should I draw in as well? Uh, you probably should. Yeah. I feel like I'm the, using my eyelon now. So. Yeah, I'll give you the vanguard, the virtuoso, or the conductor. Okay. Um. I will do the conductor. Uh, okay. Have we done conductor with you yet? Yes. Uh, okay. My, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, the gravity one. Right, right, right. No, no, no. That's the vanguard. Oh, uh, conductor well. is my Eidolon warps reality around me by changing the weather to match my mood. It is the right. Earth, it is the Earth Eidolon. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so I think right now Haley is kind of serious and pensive. So there aren't they're not like dark clouds surrounding but they are sort of sort of heavy and it's kind of foggy up there mm-hmm. uh and yeah i guess i will draw three biz okay that got you the sun the star or the hermit so positive positive neutral nice um let me well think. uh positive positive negative because hermit is uh casey's card. right yep. Uh, so you said the star and the sun sun. Okay. So a new direction reveals itself or you are given cause to celebrate. Let's do the star. Okay. A new direction reveals itself. Let me think of how I want to handle this. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll do this. Um, yeah, you find a gravestone that is resonating and um you can feel the the energy coming off of it and it does remind you of the energy you sensed when you dredged up the vision of the murderer attacking Ms. McHale uh down in the caves um the name on the stone is Margaret Rogers and in addition, uh, you can feel uh, the same energy emanating from that empty plot that Maurice kind of clocked. Oh, there are two locations. Margaret Rogers and that one you pointed out, Maurice. Mm. Are we? So there's no tombstone here. Are we sure there's nobody buried in that spot? I'm, I mean, the only way to find out would be to dig, and I don't want to do that. I, th- that's definitely I, illegal. That's, like, I, super illegal. I can try something. Uh, I walk to the the empty spot. Mm-hmm. I want to do a very fine ray of, like, sunlight and fire, but, like, very fine 
straight down piercing. Drilling okay. a hole? Uh, yeah, like a hole, but... but I was like, like, are you drilling a hole or are you trying to do like an infrared scan? <laughs> kind of like an infrared scan. Oh, okay. I was thinking more like infrared scan. Of okay. like trying to see if it hits something there. Yeah, okay. If it's not just like ground and rocks, if there's like... Uh, a body or a something there, kind of like trying to go down and see where it stops. Um, I will, yeah, I won't make you draw for that. You, uh, shine some, like, infrared light, you radiate down into the ground to sense, um, what's down there. Science nerds don't at me for how it works, I don't <laughs> care. Uh... <laughs> And, Casey, yeah, you can confirm that there is no body here. Yeah, no body. Nothing here but dirt. Huh. Then why are we getting a signal from there? Hmm. Is Maybe this is where a body will be? We don't know that this thing doesn't, like... We don't know that this thing, this whole thing, everything, she, like, gestures adheres to, like, the loss of time. I mean, if we're talking about, like, the mystical sword in the stone, there's probably some destiny stuff going on, right? Mm, possibly. Like, maybe some of this is preordained? Maybe they, maybe the... And you didn't see any kind of object either? Because, I mean, Bob's Eidolon is... I mean, their shoes. If, if someone else had an Eidolon like that, maybe it could survive them. Maybe it was buried here. Casey, unless the Eidolon is a rock, no. Yeah. All there's there is rock and dirt, so... Maybe someone undid it. They made it so it never happened. Or maybe it hasn't happened yet. Hey, uh... I'm just saying, don't look at me like a... Just because I watched Doctor Who doesn't (laughs) mean that my time travel theory is wrong. Uh, real quick question. Uh, Just had this thought, uh, because Haley's a conductor. Is... Is uh, Boogie Wonderland doing anything in the graveyard right now? Is Boogie Wonderland out? Or uh, I think Maurice has been keeping it out, uh, keeping it not out because they're in a graveyard okay. and he's spooked about what's going to happen. <laughs> he's trying to be really <laughs> tough about it, but he's, it's going to be spooky. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess I, I mean, could if use... If you want to draw Biz to turn it on, you can. He He's like, um, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're not desecrating anything. Anyway, Boogie Wonderland... <laughs> Uh, what is your uh, biz two? Two, uh, the wheel of fortune or the lovers? Uh, th- that is my resonant and my dissonant at the same time. <laughs> Great. Well, luckily that doesn't matter for this, but you know. <laughs> oh no! Why did I, now I got thinking like, wait, wait, which one is your resonant dissonant? Okay, um, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I think the lovers is Bob's dissonant. Okay. Yes. Uh, and two paths reveal themselves versus. Uh, you're at the mercy of the fates. Mm. Mercy of the fates is fun. Um, I got enough <laughs> HP. Let's go to the lovers. Let's go to the lovers. Lovers, alrighty. Uh, you're faced with two paths. Then I think uh, Boogie Wonderland begins to manifest, and uh, the like director one kind of floats up to you as, All right, Maurice, baby, what's the tenor for this scene? Are we going for sort of a. Su- a serene, solemn graveyard thing, or more of a spooky zombie holocaust type deal? Um, I think if I can interrupt for just a second to add to this, uh, 
I think as this is happening and Haley's contemplating the idea that this is representing some sort of future destiny death, uh -huh. that she's feeling more pensive and like a sort of dramatic chill wind blows in, blows across them. Because I got to tell you, the weather effects sound great for zombie holocaust. I think uh, Maurice, feeling a little scared with all the stuff going on, takes a deep breath in the wind like... Like the trees go harder and he breathes out and the trees go. Uh, so it's going to be a windy, spooky thing. Uh, a lot of solemn reveals is what I'm going for. I can't say this to the, to the director, but I'm thinking, you know, I'm back to the future where he goes to the, the grave and he's like, no. Yeah. That kind of energy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Then in that case, um, yeah, the director's like, all right, got it. Let's go, boys. And the... Uh, Graveyard gets very quiet, like the, the sound of wind sort of goes away, and then you hear, like, dramatic violin music. Mo Maurice, Maurice, what is, what are they doing? A murder has been afoot. Death comes for everyone. Da -da -da. Ba -da -ba okay, we should probably leave the graveyard now. <sighs> no, no, let him cook. Maybe this will come something. Maurice like takes the uh, 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 some sand and let it fall through his fingers. Someone's supposed to be here, but they're not. Da -da -da -da. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Okay, maybe maybe. I was about to say no, no. He, like, <laughs> it, uh, like, I think I truly think someone has altered the path of uh, destiny or whatever, or just brought someone back to life. Their power was they said a word and they were able to use someone's power against them, right? Yeah, they said oh. you're dead and it uh, caused Ms. Mikhail's Eidolon to uh, kill them. Could it just use that Wait. on people with living Eidolons? Could they maybe do something here with that? I... Who knows? If they could just warp reality like that, I don't know, like, what we... Ugh. Yeah, hey, how do the... we even fight that kind of thing? I don't know. Uh, hey, Luke, what was the name of the of the uh, relative of the killer that we found? Margaret Rogers. Uh, I... Thank you, Iris. I wrote it down. Okay. Do we know anyone with the last name Rogers? Um... Yeah, uh, you have a Jordan Rogers in your uh, senior class. Uh, do we know anything about Jordan? Have we interacted with them? Also, pronouns? It's uh, a very neutral name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. Uh, male pronouns. He, him. Cool. Um, you, uh, you know him. He, you know, he's been in your class since, like, you know, middle school. Um, I don't know... If any of you know him all that well, he's kind of like um, withdrawn, not very sociable. So you're, you're not like, you know who he is, but that is about it. Hmm. Okay, well, that's something to keep in mind. But also, like, that's a pretty common last name, so we shouldn't jump to too many conclusions. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think we're for now, we'll focus on little less on getting directly involved in conflicts and more on what we call ourselves mystery solvers 
yeah. mystery solvers. And it won't hurt us to just be careful. We we possible suspects. If something's weird or if they're around, we'll know to have our guard up. Yeah, we'll. There's nothing wrong with that. We'll keep an eye on him, but we won't antagonize him. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So, what do we do next? Stop uh, hanging out of this this cemetery. This is very spooky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, getting a little food. chilly. Uh, yeah, you make your exit from the cemetery, and um, the next day it's the weekend, Maurice. You um, you need to talk to the roller rink management about your your party idea. Wait, all this time Maurice hasn't. I assume Maurice will already had all this set up and ready to go. He's pl- no, no, no. <laughs> He's planned it, but yeah, no. (laughs) I think that includes planning. Let him roll. Let him pull for this. Reveal your master plan. (laughs) I'm going to keep that in the back pocket. I can always reveal my master plan. That's a thing. (laughs) About Eidolon, the the game. You've had a future vision that this party is going to go well, but you need to, you know, go through the motions of getting it set up here. Okay, I go there. Um, New Eidolon episode where Luke makes our characters do their taxes. Yep. Soon. Uh-huh. Hey, hey uh, who's the man? Do I know who's uh, on um, who's management or anything? Or do I just? I guess I can just walk in and be like, uh, "Hey, hi there." Well, hi. It's like a like nineteen year old, <laughs> like basically your age, but you know, working the the counter. How can I help you? Hi, I'm Maurice. What's your name? Oh, my name's... That's a great question. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. I forgot. That you have to come up with what, what no, it's fine. It's fine. It's a normal question to ask a person when you meet them, obviously. <laughs> why is this just burger pants <laughs> from under? <laughs> Normally, I go by the ghost that eats crows, but this is technically <laughs> just a character now. I'll How get, dare you? That's what that sounds like. <laughs> I'll this get ready to make more mind. notes. <laughs> Man, my name's Dennis. <laughs> Dennis hey, Dennis. Um, like I said, I'm Maurice, and... Are you here to skate? Uh, yes, eventually. Well, yeah, I gotta get you checked in, get your shoes. Uh, I can rent you some skates, or do you got your own? Uh, what if I said I was bringing a couple of friends? Well, that's fine. They'll have to check in and rent skates too. What if I said a couple of friends? I mean, my entire graduating senior class. Well. I'd have to check with the fire marshal to know what we're allowed to have in here. Cool. Sweet. Um, excellent. Also, like, I don't know, can we, like, close it down so it's just, like, the high school class here? Or, like... That sounds above my pay grade, man. Okay, then, like, who's above your pay grade? (laughs) Well, I guess my boss, by definition. What's what's your boss's name? Do do you want to talk to him? Uh, Yes, of course. All right, sure. Uh, one second. I'll go get him for you. And, uh, he, uh, just kind of, (laughs) like, lumbers off towards, like, a back area, which is, like, some offices that you can kind of see, like, down a hall. And, uh, after a minute or two, I think, uh, he comes out and just, like, a guy in, like, not a nice suit, but a suit is, like, lecturing this teenager, like, I don't know how many times I gotta tell you to just... It's not a hard job. You don't have to come to me for every little thing. Well, I know, sir, but he wanted to talk to you. Yeah, and I pay you so people don't have to talk to me. Listen, I'll take care of this. You're gonna watch. And then after that, you're gonna handle this kind of thing on your own in the future, all right? 
Yeah, okay, that's fine, sir. Yeah, uh, hi, yes, hello, how can I help you? Hi, I'm uh, Maurice uh, with uh, the Newcastle High School. I'm coming to reserve your place for an event. I think we'd like to get some, we got a bunch of students that really are upset they missed homecoming and would really love to come in here and, you know, spend some time. Yeah, absolutely. We would love to reserve the space for an event. He kind of like gives a glaring look at Dennis. That's one of the things you do here. One of the things we do here. Uh, and he uh, kind of like <laughs> slips behind the counter and is like flipping through a book. All right, what date did you have planned for this? Looks like we can get you in any time after uh, October 15th. October 15th? Uh, ooh. Could we do... Maybe it's just because he still has fucking Halloween vibes, but uh, a tiny yeah. boogie wonderland pops up as a toy skeleton. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> what if we did a Halloween themed one. Can we? The 31st. You want Halloween? Yeah, I think we got Halloween open. Yeah, we can do Halloween for you. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, also, like... I think Boogie Wonderland is still active because that's how conductors work now. And I think the music in here has just, like, gotten louder and, like, the bass has been boosted. And that's all they're really doing right mm-hmm. now. But that's that's my uh, retroactive explanation for why this man shouts even at good, you. Good. <laughs> uh, ooh, actually. Hmm. <sighs> No, I'm trying to think. Is there a way I can use the fact that I can dazzle him? <laughs> I, what do you so, want to try to convince him? For what reason? No, no. I want to use Boogie Wonderland. And <laughs> this. Like, like, right? You, you, yeah. You want to stick Boogie Wonderland to him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. By dazzling him, yeah. Um, I mean, what do you, yeah? He said, yeah, and not just this. I'll, I'll tell you what. He says, all right. Uh, yeah, no, Halloween. We can get your pencil down. Now we will need a uh, uh, $100 deposit, and people will have to pay. You know to get in at the time all right i know that is your line of business that's how you make your money i don't want to stand in the way that's that. true i'm a roller rink owner but if i could put this forward um if you cover it you are gonna if, have a what repeat, you're putting forward better be a 100 dollars bill my you're friend get repeat visitors. hey can i review my master plan <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna review <laughs> my master plan and as i'm doing it i i am convincing <laughs> him that um uh we can pay the hundred. We can cover the hundo, uh, but no uh-huh. individual like uh, fees. And he gets he gets I don't know most food sales. <laughs> we can barter over food sales, but no no at the door cost. Okay. Okay, sure. What's your glam, Maurice? Like two. <laughs> two. Uh, all right, that gets. Can you. I help? Ooh. Uh, well, not anymore. You can't. You yeah. just assumed you're helping. <laughs> If you want to describe narratively how you're helping, by all means. Uh, I'll wait to just do my own role. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that gets you uh, the moon or the fool. That's negative or neutral. Hey, look at me fucking getting cocky out here after using all the good cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Has Maurice told us about this plan? Because I just assume that Haley has no idea what's going on. Well, and just told Bob home. about it. Bob was here when he yeah. came up with yeah, the idea. Yeah, this has been oh, Maurice's okay. like, like, hey, I need to focus less on murders, so I'm going to do this <laughs> while also still yeah. secretly studying the murder. <laughs> right, right. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm going to pick... Uh, the moon could go well, real uh, bad. It, since, since Bob is in on the plan, can I... Can I do something? Uh, what do you want to do? I want to use here, try mine. <gasps> now, what does that do under the new rules? Remind me, please. I am not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that one might have been scrapped. 
Let's see. Let's find out. I might need a new move then. <laughs> and helping another player, you may choose to add your resident card from wherever it currently is to their spread. Oh, shit. Yes, let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once per session, when you use your Eidolon to provide material aid to another player making a move, they may choose to forego drawing instead of apply the neutral forecast of your resident card is the, the new effect of it. So what is your resident card again? It's uh, the Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. So you can replace... So we can basically put these cards back in the deck and we can act as though you played the Wheel of Fortune instead of the Fool or okay. the Moon. I thought you were going to play my the, the card I put in this card deck, but it's okay. I'm going to play the Hierophant, <laughs> but it's cool. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I will say, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go with the Wheel of Fortune. I'm fucking living lively out here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Then uh, in that case, you're at the mercy of the fates. And I think he just kind of looks at you like, Okay, so let me let me see if I understand your um offer correctly. You uh get a bunch of free admissions and I get nothing in return. Is that the is that about the size of it? You get publicity, you get people coming here that weren't gonna be here normally, and it's the beginning of a, a beautiful friendship. A beautiful partnership. And also, you you can say you're helping out a local club. That's great. You could maybe like I don't know, write that off. By the way, have you tried writing that off? That's a, you know maybe you're doing a thing for the community. I don't know. I think he kind of like looks at you and kind of like fiddles with a pen. He considers you. He's uh he's like, okay. I tell you what, business has been hurting a little bit on account of uh, lack of reliable personnel. And he kind of shoots Dennis another look. Mm-hmm. God, this is just getting a beating in the scene. You still a student? Yes. Okay, how many hours can you work for me after school each day? Uh, I'm not giving them to you for free, but if you want to be paid in tickets for your Halloween party, I'm open to that. Okay, it's between now and then, I guess. <laughs> can, can, can I review my master plan? <laughs> What's your master plan, Casey? I... I gave, I well, I'm not gave. I hid two hundred dollars on Maurice because <laughs> I knew this would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your so that when we're Maurice right now is like, ah, oh, well, you look in your like your front shirt pocket, and there's two hundred dollars that I know from Casey's to cover the event. Uh, what's your genius, Casey? Uh. That's a good question. I think it's probably very big. It's Your genius one. is one. It's the moon. Something <laughs> unknown or unknowable. I, I tried to escape Uh-oh. the moon, but it Can came for me. I push myself? <laughs> Mark XP, Casey, and Maurice, tell me wait, what wait, happened that wait, led to you wait, losing wait, wait, this Casey is wanting to push. Oh, you want to push? You want to push? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what? You can push Can I push the- myself with, unstop- with uh, overdrive? Advance my damage track instead of advancing the Phantom Clock. Okay, here I, I want to play this out a little bit. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so, okay, for starters, Maurice, explain to me how you lost the two hundred dollars that Casey Jesus slipped onto Christ. you. Oh man, um, <laughs> how did I lose it? Uh, this is after a school day, right? What, what misadventure led to you losing this two hundred dollars? I was. I was I was researching the the case. I was trying to find the Rogers and all of that. And um, let's say that uh, I was like hanging upside down from something, <laughs> and it fell out. Oh, God. <laughs> You're hanging upside down from a tree outside the Rogers's house. It fell out of your pocket, got picked up by the wind, 
Casey, explain to me how you retrieved this $200 and got it back on Maurice in a way that wounded you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> My first instinct is to say I jump in front of a car to grab it. Yeah, that's also what I'm thinking. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> That you got a little bit hurt. Yeah, you're outside the roller rink. You got a bit of a limp right now, yeah. but you know. I I think the thing is, I had put it in a little in a little like pink envelope, like a yeah. small little pink envelope, uh -huh. and I see the pink envelope floating, and I see a car, and I just like jump. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. Haley is like, uh, you're you're sort of uh, uh, Haley's helping you, giving giving you a shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Then in that case, yes, you successfully uh, planted $200 on Maurice, that as you're kind of like, oh, this guy's kind of got me over a barrel, you realize you've got a little pink envelope in your pocket, Maurice. Oh, hey, hey, by the way, new deal, counter deal, Flips the he puts the envelope on the d desk and pushes it toward. What if I just pay in advance? Uh, I think he looks in there and is like, oh, there's $200 in here. Yeah, you know what? I kind of like you, kid. You're All in. All right. I'm glad sure. I could make a sale. I go to make a big, like, cool handshake. <laughs> All right. Halloween, 8 p.m. Halloween, 8 p.m. Love doing business with you. Thank you. And thank you for supporting Mystery Solvers Club. Tell your friends. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, you will. They all will. They all will. I doubt it. <laughs> I think it's time to go. <laughs> Also, I really, I really got to teach you about how taxes actually work sometimes. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Luke. How you doing, everybody? It's May now. That's crazy. Uh, I'm here to talk about our Patreon, which has nothing to do with what month it is. Patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest. I gotta stop recording these at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they used to be so much more coherent when I did them. Anyway, Patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest. I said it once, but I'm saying it again. That's the website you can log into in order to pay us money. And in exchange, get things. Not tangible things. We don't have any merch. That sounds like a headache to figure out how to do. Uh, but we do give you lots of cool intangible things, such as... Uh, early episodes for just $1 a month, bonus podcasts for $3 a month, GM notes from me for also $3 a month, uh, shoutouts on this very ad segment for $5 a month, along with the current draft of Eidolon 2nd Edition, along with all the previous drafts. If you want to go back and look at the ways that the game has evolved over, you know, draft by draft, that's a power you have as a $5 subscriber. You also go back and get the text version of the first edition of the game, or you can head on over to our Itch.io page uh, at Reveal Your Master Plan to buy the you know full gussied up version of first edition. I think the nice layout and hyperlinks and form fillable PDF character sheets and all that stuff is worth the fifteen bucks. But if you don't, just give us five and scroll through our Patreon archives. I don't care. I get money either way. I'm happy. Uh, also, for $10 a month, you get a smattering of bonus material. One of these days, I really want to get our JoJo podcast started up again, but uh, scheduling is hard. Uh, we're having a real hard time just staying on top of uh, the normal Season 3 recordings right now, so 
That'll come back someday. Hopefully. I really want it to. In the meantime, we've just been doing um, assorted random stuff. Um, the Season 3 soundtrack is up there if you haven't grabbed that yet. We also still have um, Hitman streams. We haven't done one of those in a couple weeks. We should do one soon. Um, i got to talk to Iris about that. I shouldn't plan uh, Patreon content during the ad break. That's unprofessional. Uh, <laughs> um, is there anything else? I think that basically covers it, other than those shoutouts I mentioned. So I want to give a big thank you to these $5 subscribers. The Beaver King, Pinko Sock, Inkjet, Nyan Compliance... Foxfire, John D, Jordan Quinn, Parrish, Chesh Amoeba, Timothy Van Opdort, uh, Underlying Ocean, J-Dub, Fred Smith, Nebulous Harmony, uh, Chellis Galactica, or maybe Chalice Galactica? I'm not sure. Evan Saft, Black Album 22, Alexander Moore, Trans Butch Joey, Hazel, Missing Jen, Richard Wood, Monica Wurtenberger, Fair Majesty, Empress Quintilian Galaxian, and Rainy. Thank you a whole bunch for subscribing, and thanks to everyone else, too. Both the uh, $5 subscribers whose turn it wasn't today, and, you know, even $1 subscribers. Every little bit of it helps. We appreciate it so much that people, you know, donate to the show. Um, if you can't afford to subscribe to the Patreon, or you just don't want to, the, the rewards aren't enticing enough for you, um, there are free ways that you can help the show out, too. Mostly just by telling your friends about it and spreading the good word of Idle on Playtest. If you get just like, you know, a nice white button-up short sleeve shirt and a tie and just kind of go door-to-door trying to sell the good word of our podcast, um, you won't get anything out of that at all. No one's going to go for that. Don't do it, actually. But, you know, maybe talk about it in discords you're in or whatnot. That's probably a more productive way of spreading the word. Um, again... Gotta stop doing these at one in the morning. <laughs> uh, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Um, that helps boost us in the algorithm. Um, I don't know how any of that shit works. Uh, frankly, the more beneficial thing about it is that when you write a review for us, we get to read it and feel good that someone reviewed our work positively. You know, assuming it's a positive review. That's the only experience I've got so far with this show. If you hate it, too... Ah, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Just send me hate mail. I don't care. But, you know, if you want to write a nice review, it uh, it does really always brighten our days when we see one of those. Um, I think that about covers all the business we got. I don't think I got anything out of the ordinary to talk about this week. So I'm just going to let you get back to the show and away from me. Uh, take it away, people that aren't sleep deprived. Well, you all have a month until Maurice's party. Um, let's kind of like montage it up a little bit. How do you spend this month? Uh, Haley, we haven't heard from you a ton this episode. Let's start with you. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think I think Haley has uh, spent this time because I, I think Haley wants to like because it's going to be a Halloween thing. She wants to dress up. Uh-huh. And she wants to try making something for herself. So she is like checked out books from the library about sewing and stuff to okay, try yeah. to try and like hand make a costume. 
Uh, I could see this going genius or elegance, depending on how you want to flavor it. Uh, I think genius. Because I, th okay, I think she's genius? very closely following instructions. Okay, you've got two genius. You've got the high priestess or the tower. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let's do it. Do, do it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's do the tower. <laughs> the tower, something terrible happens. Mark XP, what did you want to make a costume of, Haley? Oh... Hmm... I think... She tried... Hmm, I'm trying to think. I think she tried to make a, like, spacesuit. Spacesuit. Okay. Um, trying to think of the funniest way to ruin that because I could just say it's a shitty spacesuit, but no. Was it like a spacesuit from something in particular? I'm just saying the original Alien movie came out this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the dumb the solution I've got is you actually did very well, but you did not make a spacesuit. You made a diving bell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna look so lame. It's a pretty good diving bell costume, but it is definitely... Like, I think you finish it and you feel very proud of it, and then, like, uh, Fred sticks his in your room. Oh, Haley, great diving bell costume! What? No, it's it's a... No, it, thanks, but it's a spacesuit. Oh, like a Jacques Cousteau thing. Oh. Oh, I, oh, I see. Uh. Well, great job. <laughs> I think Haley kind of like blinks for a moment and then decides to like double check some of the reference books she's taken out. <laughs> <laughs> you meant to check out 2001 A Space Odyssey and said you got 20,000 leagues under the sea. Oh, Damn it. No. Oh, no. Every time. <laughs> if these people, if these people understood the proper Dewey Decimal System, so much pain would have been averted. <laughs> Bob, how are you spending the month of October? Oh god, a whole month. Um, <laughs> you don't gotta give me everything, but just kind of, you know. I think Bob's gonna try and spend more time with Dictionary Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Dictionary Tim, left to his own devices, is gonna do two things: smoke weed and read the dictionary. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, I love them. <laughs> uh, I, I think, and Casey can maybe join us for this, depending on how she feels. But yeah, I think Bob just kind of was just going to hang out with Dictionary Tim and, and smoke weed and, and listen to him read Dictionary to the birds for a bit. Sure, maybe maybe they'll learn yeah. some new words. Right. Just uh, well, I don't have. Let's see. Starts with K. Uh. He's just in here. He's going, cab, calf, cass, cat, kf, ked. It continues in this manner. We've done this bit already. <laughs> hey, Tim. Oh, uh, yeah. What's up, man? Can I ask you something? Yeah. What made you decide to start doing this? Well, um, I found out when I was like, I don't know six or seven little kid that uh you know i've learned about like how parrots and stuff can talk you can like say words and mimic stuff you know yeah and then it turns out like crows can do that too and i thought if you gave them enough 
if you taught them enough words, then they could, like, talk to you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so, you know, he kind of, like, <laughs> slaps the dictionary working on it. Any of them talk to you yet? Um... I mean, what, uh... What, you know... Uh... Depends on what you mean, I guess. Um... I mean, convey information through <laughs> spoken language? Uh... Um... Uh, no. But I mean, I'm only like halfway through, so... Alright, alright. Yeah, then... He needs to finish the dictionary. And this is an unabridged dictionary. It's it's thick, yeah. so, you know, I mean, they can only... They only got, you know, A through J so far. It's It's gonna be a while. Yeah, what type of conversation could you have with only A through J? Can't say any words that start with S yet. Also, I'm pretty sure this is the same crow every day. But it is... It is possible it's not. And that... Maybe they just share the information between each other. You know? That's definitely and, what I'm hoping for, yeah. Yeah, a little crow study group afterwards. Right. Alright, yeah, sure. Keep to it. You know it. <laughs> I mean, you might have better luck than, uh, you know, teaching them words than we've had teaching KC to roll. <laughs> <laughs> I provide you the weed, you take care of the rolling. That's all I'm saying. That's what we call a symbiotic relationship right there. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the S's yet. I was going to say, what did you call them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the S's are going to take so long. There's a lot of words. It's really, that's the thing. That's the thing about mm. words and English is that it's really mm -hmm. backloaded. You got like R, S, and T all there at the end. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I want to add for for the fans in this picture uh, while smoking weed here in the park, the forest. I can't remember where we are. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, in his backyard. He's just got yeah, some lawn chairs. backyard. Uh Casey is uh, stitching up patches to a jumpsuit because she's working on her costume. She's going as Ripley because she uh, she wants a costume that's like she knows she's going as a woman, but it's not too obvious. Sure, right, right, so plausible doing, deniability. Yeah, she's doing like the the jumpsuit she wears in the movie with the patches. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh. <laughs> Now I'm just curious, Bob, you got a Halloween costume in mind? Oh, uh, shit. Um, you know what? I I think they just go as the speedster. They're the favorite superhero we mentioned early on. Sure. <laughs> Do Okay. Do they just have a shitty store-bought speedster costume? <laughs> like, yes. Or, like an apron with the costume printed on it kind of deal. I was going to say, or a t-shirt with a uh, Sharpie speedster uh, like logo on the t-shirt. Right. I I, th I think it, I think it's just like kind of a uh, it, it's kind of you ever seen the seventies Toei Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. It kind of yeah. looks like you that. I have. It's kind of a, okay, it's kind of sure. a weird onesie. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I get you. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Casey. Other than hanging out with Dictionary Tim and Bob, what are you doing this October? Uh, you know, she's working on. She's working on a lot of things. Like, yeah, she's working on that costume, but that costume is just like buying a jumpsuit and right. 
putting on some patches so it's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, another way, she's just, I don't know, she's kind of like just getting to enjoy herself and her friends. Um, she's still like doing a little bit of her makeup every day, mm-hmm. doing her nails. Uh, I think one day she like ironed all her hair. She has very, I mentioned first, she has like curly hair. Yeah. One time she ironed it down. And she liked that for a little bit, but then she felt too self-conscious about it. So she went and poured water on her hair uh-huh. to get it all, all frizzy again. It was a whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think she's been doing anything else. Honestly, that might be the thing. She's making sure that she's always with someone in the group. Because part of her is afraid that someone will retaliate or something will happen. So she's always like... Not always, like, spending too much time with just one person, but always, like, moving between the three of them. Mm-hmm. Making mm-hmm. sure that, like, okay, just double-checking everything's good here. And trying to play it off as, I'm just hanging yeah. out. But also, in the back of her head, she wants to make sure that if anything happens, she's there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to do something with your mm-hmm. dad here. <laughs> you do it! Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Howard. Okay. Me. Okay. <laughs> By demand. Put that in the, put session, that in the audio reel for award really season. Just got weird. <laughs> I believe that if you don't have an adversarial relationship with your friend, the GM, it's not real role play. Okay, then I think at some point, uh, <laughs> y- you know, you're like coming home, or maybe like you're headed out, but you're. Uh, Dad stops you and just says, Kevin, could you come in here for a second? See, Papa? Uh, and yeah. uh, him and your mom are both kind of sitting there. And um, your mom's got kind of a, a weird look on your face. You're not really sure what to make of it. And your dad says, uh, Kevin, ma- your mother and I have been talking lately. It seems like you're doing some... Um, experimentation with your style and with how you're decorating your room. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, I I tried ironing it and I just came from the shower, so it's all weird now. But, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, your mother has been concerned that some of the things you've been doing might come off as a little effeminate. And I want you to know that I am completely in your corner, son. I explained to your mother that you are a bold young man who is confident enough in his masculinity that you can try these kinds of things without feeling threatened. Uh Uh-huh. She nods. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And he kind of just, like, claps you on the shoulder and says, So, son, do whatever you need to do to feel like the man that you are. You know what, Dad? Thank you. I will do... I... Yes. I will... I will continue to express what type of man I am. I appreciate that. Good man. He kind of claps you and hugs you. Tight. 
everything I do with your dad, I'm just like, how can I, how, what's the meanest I can be while still, like, on the surface being nice? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it. to imagine he has, like, a magazine with, like, glam rockers and, like, I'm getting this. I'm an ally. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Right, yeah, exactly. Listen, yeah, yeah. it's the age of, of Twisted yeah. Sister. I understand uh-huh. what's happening here. I'm going to be a cool dad. And let, yeah. Th- listen, boys are wearing it longer these days. Yeah. <laughs> they kept makeup. When, when Siggy started yeah. us? Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, yet? yeah, I think that's happened already. You know, listen, <laughs> I, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, Maurice, I think that just uh, leaves. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, honestly... Kevin's feeling not the worst of yeah. Kevin. God damn it, Casey! <laughs> uh, you ever m- that named yourself? Uh, yes, like, Casey's not feeling. <laughs> I get it. God, big mood. <laughs> Especially starring out. Anyway, Casey's not feeling the worst about this. Uh, Could be worse, best, but also like, you know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. 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 May- maybe if they're okay with this, they'll be okay with. The real thing in the future when I tell them. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maurice's Maurice's uh, plans are. Um, we're gonna use montage power. Uh, absolutely. So when Dictionary Tim back in that thing was like, uh, so cow calf. We're gonna see uh, Maurice going to the four H club saying, "Okay, so we're having a dance. I would really love you to." And then he says another word, and he says, um, "What was what was another C word?" <laughs> Uh, like cans and he's going to like the cans class I don't know there's like um, but he's basically going <laughs> to all the clubs and being like okay oh sure turn out to this thing I'm trying to drive turnout by going and maybe making like uh-huh. some weird like okay so the 4-H club wants me to bring they want me to go do a cow thing so I go and go to Haley and like okay and like you know figure that out or yeah, just a weird series of deals just, for this month of like uh, you're doing a lot of approaching uh, random like clicks and clubs and stuff to try to gin up interest for your. Yeah, your I'm imagining Maurice like idea. knocking on Haley's door and Haley opens it and Maurice just says, "Haley, I, I need you to tell me about cows. Woo. I need to do a cow thing. They fucking love them. They love cows. <laughs> That's all they talk about." Um, I'll also say, Maurice, you are noticing because um, you're you're kind of you know paying closer yep. attention to this. We've established um, now. Now and then, kids are like out sick, and if you're looking into it, like there's like heart attacks happening amongst your class. Um, like stuff's happening out at night and stuff that you're just not privy to, and that's really kind of giving you more uh, motivation to really, you know, that, that was your stated goal, right? You want to try to keep your class together. And, like, also, there's a little keep bit them of, from like, tearing each other also apart. Also, there's a little bit of, like, feeling out, like, okay, I know how our Mystery Solvers Club has been, like, handling all the shit that's going on. Like, are, like, yeah, other clubs yeah. being weird about it? Are they, like, as soon as I show up, they're like, hello. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, no, this has gone full JoJo here. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, uh, go ahead and give me a glam draw. All right, that's two. Two, that is the emperor you break something or judgment your past mistakes oh, catch up. Wow, jeez, we got an episode well, today. Nice. Oh, <laughs> mm, do I want to break something or do I want my past mistakes? I got a lot of bad clams. Anyway, um, <laughs> you could push yourself. I, you could yeah, push. I haven't used the push recently. Let me push. Okay, that pushes the clock to five. 
Uh, that gets you temperance. You're met with an equal and opposite reaction. So I actually think in the context of what you're doing, that's a pretty positive thing. Um, people are pretty receptive to this. People were really down that homecoming was canceled. Um, you know, there was, there were people sad about, you know, drama teacher dying, whatever. But like homecoming, senior homecoming, you know, you're not getting a homecoming king and queen because of that. Because the janitor died and a teacher died. Come on. It's a once in a lifetime event. Yeah. We can mourn that dumb old janitor anytime. We can only have homecoming once and we've missed it. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's been the vibe for, you know, perhaps some of the more callous kids, but yeah, you're going around, you're, people are pretty into the idea of having kind of a replacement homecoming at, uh, the roller rink on, uh, Halloween. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that it's also a Halloween party is getting people that maybe wouldn't have cared about going to a homecoming dance, you know? It's, you're, you're really kind of nailing all four quadrants, um... I think one day, as you're kind of going around trying to drum up interest, you step into the chess club room after school. Um, it's just, you know, uh, a classroom, but they've got a bunch of chess boards out. And it is exactly the vibe you were worried about hitting of just like, mm, there's something off in here. Hello, everyone. I am Maurice for the Mystery Solvers Club. Greetings. I think uh, the... Uh, kind of teacher overseeing this um, is Mr. Greenwood, who is uh, a math teacher at the school. And he goes, um, hi, Maurice. Uh, are, you, are you here to play chess? Um, yes. He sits down. Uh, who's the best chess guy you got? <laughs> uh, I think uh, he kind of looks around and says, uh, well, Natalie, you want to, uh, show them the ropes? And, uh, a girl from your class says, yeah, sure, absolutely. And, uh, she's just, like, very bubbly. She smiles. She reaches out and shakes your hand. Says, Hi hey, Maurice, how you doing? Y you know her. It's, it's hey, Natalie. Hey, Again, Natalie. you've known her since middle school. She's maybe not someone you hang out with, but... Yeah. Um, because now... I haven't been that good before, but I practiced a lot over the summer, and I'm pretty good now, so... And she, as she's talking, she's setting up the pieces, and she goes, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but I do just want you to know in advance, you'll lose. Oh. Okay. That's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I am pretty new at this. I haven't really played a whole lot. This is a bluff. Maurice has been playing... <laughs> What's oh. his dad for, like, I don't know. There's, like, a, um, I gotta see what's his dad. What's his mom? When they have card games and stuff, she taught him how to... Yeah, your mom's, like, secretly great at chess. It's just, like, one of those things, like, she doesn't play it all the time these days or anything, but when you break the chessboard out, your mom just kicks everyone's ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm, I don't know if this is a whole ass master plan, but I No, this sounds exactly like a master plan to me. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be talking about the the um, the party I'm throwing while effortlessly, like, keeping up. <laughs> or, like, pretending I'm not doing the thing, but also being like, okay. I'm going to do this opening to get you to trick you. Okay, then, yeah, uh, what is your genius again? It's three, baby. Three, so that is the hanged man, the devil, or the sun. Negative, negative, positive. Mm, I might, oh, I might take the devil on this one. Yeah. 
What, I'll, I'll tell you what I've got planned would suit the devil very well. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. Mark uh, XP, right? Yeah, Mark XP, absolutely. Full ass negative, I forget that. So yeah, you are sort of... I think she is a little surprised at how like quickly and sort of almost like tossed off your moves are, even though you're like making just ex- like perfect moves. And she is kind of sweating a little as she's kind of nodding along while listening to you explain your idea for a party. Um, she is almost trying to look like she is paying as little attention to the game as you are, but she is <laughs> really kind of sweating it. She is struggling to make sure that she is keeping up with you. Um, honestly, you're surprised that she was gloating that way at the start of the game. She's not that good, Maurice. Um, you're kind of um, just sort of taking her apart um but you're about to move for checkmate and you pick up your queen and you go to move it into position to end the game but then you you're not sure why you move it to the wrong spot on the board and leave yourself wide open and she captures your paw uh she captures your queen and she grins at you and all of a sudden you're you've gone from completely owning this game to that was like a big enough blunder that she just sort of walks you into a checkmate that you can't do anything about. Oh. Huh? You're Hey, you're really good, Maurice. I didn't know you knew how to play. Yeah, I just kind of yeah, my mom used to do it a little bit, but I Yeah, if it wasn't for that one blunder, I think you would have had me. Yeah, I just don't know why I gave up my queen like that. Um, well, you know, the, no one's perfect. Yeah, no one's, no one's, no one's perfect. <laughs> do you want to do best out of three? And, like, this time he's going to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, okay, also, but... Oh, go ahead. Also, look, those were three words. No one is perfect. Oh, I guess that's two words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't want to hold up the seat of other people want to be here, but also I'm just like, yeah, he's going to investigate now because he's like, this is Eidolon shit. Yeah, sure. Give me a, uh, yeah, three gen. You've got the Hermit, the Wheel of Fortune, and the Moon. So uh, neutral, neutral, negative. Oh, fuck. Okay, we're digging through the good cards. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, we've circled back around. Okay, the Hermit, uh, is that negative or neutral? That's neutral. Uh, what weaknesses can I exploit? Um, As you start to play again, uh, like, what weaknesses can't you exploit? Like, she's not a total amateur, but she's just, her opening is really weak. It's not hard to start opening her up. Uh, what's hidden here is the second neutral. Okay. What's hidden here? Um, you, as you proceed into the mid game, you still feel like you have a strong advantage, but, um, you're struck by a thought, which is that when you sat down, she said, you'll lose. And you think about how the person you're searching for told Ms. McHale, you're dead. Oh. 
do I have the time to go full Columbo here? It's like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I would no. like to say that I have previously said that Casey is doing her best to split her time between her three friends. Can I show up in this scene? Yeah, you can show up in this scene. Yeah. She's just like, oh, hey, Maurice, there you are. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, last club, uh, we're doing, uh... Yeah. Everything going good with, uh, the recruitment drive? Yeah, it's going excellent. I moved my piece. Um... Yeah, your party sounds like a great idea, Maurice. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait to see you there. Um, yeah, with, sorry, the, mur- with the murders and all, you know, we just need something to yeah. take our mind off of things. I know... <sighs> KC and me, we really kind of upset about, you know, drama teacher. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. I moved my piece again. Uh, KC, like, shakes her head. Yeah. Yeah. It's been uh, a tough year. Yeah. We're all coming together uh, at the party, and it should be fun, and we can focus on those things. And we don't even need to think about who... Yes, Fabi. Can I use a move here? You can. Uh, uh, Maurice does have one last question. Okay, to ask I'll here. wait before I do that. Okay. Uh, you still get your negative uh, card here. What complications should I be wary of for the negative card? Um, what complications should you be wary of? I think you kind of like clear your mind as you try to figure out. It gets to a point in the game again that like. You can force her into checkmate. It's not the move that you'll win on, but, like, she has to move. You can just sort of, like, walk her into losing the game. But as you reach out to take the piece and do that, you, um... Everything kind of seems to slip away from you for a moment, and you look across the table at her, uh, smiling at you, and you get a... vision of something behind her. Um, It's not being made visible to you, but you can sort of sense it out. You've been hanging out with Bob a lot, and you're picking up on uh, Natalie's vibe. And her vibe looks like a human-sized chess queen with uh, two rotating discs in the middle of it that have words written on them. And the words facing you say, you'll and lose. Hmm. And as you contemplate that image, you realize that once again, you've made a a really embarrassing blunder that has ruined your ability to win the game. Ooh. Oh, I got a, I got a good move here. That's one damn. Um, <laughs> I don't want to reveal well, my math. But I don't, well, okay, would, that, you say, would you say... <laughs> yeah. Could one say that coming in and getting that close to beating their chess star would dazzle the people in this room? <laughs> <laughs> well, dazzle specifically for convincing people of something. What are you trying to convince them of? Uh, that I am pretty capable. I'm pretty capable chess master. And they're like, okay, he deserves to be in here. And like, maybe we'll give his you know, sure. party ideas. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, what's your glam? Two. <laughs> That gets you the High Priestess or the Emperor. Uh, the Supernatural moves through you or you break something. Oh, Supernatural moves through you, baby. Let's turn that Boogie Wonderland on. 
<laughs> I think uh, the room, in a very subtle way that no one really picked up on, um, I mean, it wouldn't be out for decades later, but it, it's like the Queen's Gambit in here. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's there's a muted color tone. <laughs> Chess seems extremely important, even more so than it already was. Uh, and just how the drama of the game. Everyone's really invested yeah. in watching you play. And they weren't playing with timers before, but now there's timers <laughs> on all the tables right, and everyone's right. using them. And uh, as you make that blunder, the whole room just kind of like, oh, just like a full, like, everybody is like, just like, crushed that you fucked up that way. When did everyone start watching? There's something to be said for finding your match, Natalie. Um, I guess so. I don't really know what you mean. I have not played a game of chess with someone who just managed to win at the... Wait a minute. I don't think that last move was a mistake. Can, can I do another reveal your master plan? I had to. <laughs> you can try! Uh, that thing says you lose, but it didn't say what I lose. I played rock, That's paper, true. scissors with uh, Casey behind my back. <laughs> we just play rock, paper, scissors with me real fast. Oh, yes, I love okay. this. Do we do one, two, three, go, or one, two, three? One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go, okay. One, two, two three, three, shoot. Go. One, two, uh, three, shoot. Three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Shoot. Okay, I got rock. I I lost, even though you always do rock. <laughs> if you always do rock, it's consistent. I know, you're very consistent. Maurice, on your reveal roll, you've got the Emperor, the Sun, or the Hanged Man. Sun, baby. <laughs> the Sun, you're giving ghosts to celebrate. Yeah, you lose at the Rock, Paper, Scissors, and, uh... Natalie just kind of, like, doesn't know what you're doing over there, but she makes the obvious move, and you have played enough chess with your mom that even though this looks unwinnable to you, you manage to flip this apparently unwinnable position into a surprise checkmate, actually mating her faster than you would have if you had done the obvious move, and the crowd goes wild. Okay, I think at this point I would like to do my move. Yeah, what you got? Can I do bad reputation here? Uh, yeah, remind me what bad reputation is. When you meet someone who might not, who might have heard of you, drop how. If you play a neutral positive card, they'll know you're a serious threat and hesitate to confront you. Okay, yeah, uh, three pow. <laughs> okay. Uh, my pow is three, yeah. Uh, that gets you Judgment, the Emperor, or the Hanged Man. Well, <laughs> let's see. Let me look. So that's negative. Uh, that is uh, your past mistakes catch up to you. You break something or you're faced with an impossible choice. It was Judgment, the Hangman, and what? The Emperor. Oh, which is your dissonant, right? Uh-huh. Wait, no. My dissonant is the Hermit. Okay, okay. Uh, you break something. It's neutral. Yeah. The... I don't think it can... I can... <sighs> What if I start a fight in the chess club? In celebration? <laughs> yeah! I start a fight in celebration, oh, therefore pushing myself, therefore hurting myself with... Uh, oh, so you're pushing with... yourself again? Uh-huh. All right, great. Using, yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's after fresh? Because I was invigorated, and then I was a fresh. Uh, then you're down to winded. I'm at winded. Yeah, 
I'm, uh, I may, yeah, I think maybe someone gets, says something about Maurice or says that it's a lucky break and I'm going to get into a fight with these chess guys. Okay. Maurice is trying to recruit people for a party. (laughs) Listen, this is about reputation and safety. The hand of Uh, God has decreed the party's going to go off without a hitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you drew the magician, you achieved the impossible, so... So it's a positive card. I think it's positive. I think these fucking chess nerds are immediately cowed by anyone with (laughs) any arm strength whatsoever. You punched a person in the snout to establish dominance, <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, I, I don't think she. To be clear, I don't think she like beats them all up. I think you know. Yeah, so someone said something, and you punched him in the arm. Let's say, yeah. and or like, uh, I, I punched him in the stomach and winded them, and someone punched me back. I think. Oh, I don't even think anyone punched you back. You could use yeah. the magician, baby. Ah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I just got a little winded. I punched too many nerds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. Okay, then yes, between Maurice's uh, shocking chess skill, which beat Natalie, who has been undefeated so far this year, and uh, you just being very intimidating, Casey, the chess club is in awe of how cool you two cucumbers are. I, to be fair, I, I don't know if it became clear what I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that in case Natalie had a power to mess with us. Yeah. Uh they know we're a serious threat and, hes- and will hesitate to confront them. Yeah, no, Natalie is definitely also, like, honestly, more by Maurice than you, but, you know, she is, she is a bit like, oh, shit, fuck. Uh, she's, she's a little just kind of stunned that she lost. We're going to take the situation and escalate it, because that's what we do here. And Maurice is oh, going to slam his... I was about to say, let's go. Maurice is going to slam his hand on the ground. It's been a long time since I played a true chess master. And we can only settle this best th- best uh, two out of three. But I can't do it here. Final round. I point at Natalie. Like, She's later. Like, like, I'm trying to say later we'll do a final round at another time. Like Okay, yeah. Sh- uh, sure. Maurice, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I know if it's, it's been established that I'm shorter than Marie, uh-huh. but can I put Maurice on my shoulders and carry <laughs> yes. him out of here? Absolutely. First, I want to turn around and my cape flows behind me because also Boogie mm-hmm. Wonderland has given me a cape. <laughs> chess <laughs> champion! Chess champion! Chess champion! I think the chess teacher is just like, did he have a cape when he walked in? <laughs> and we cut from there to... Halloween, uh, the four of you are getting out of Bob's van. What's Maurice wearing? <laughs> we don't think we talked about that. Uh, well, I thought we were all going for a space theme. Apparently was wrong. He dressed <laughs> up in a full C-3PO. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> do, do, do you have, like, your own roller skates that are C-3PO? Theme? Yes, yes. It's all it's all yeah. gold. You went to Perps Antiques <laughs> and got some... <laughs> Can, can you move in that? Not really good, but... Well, you know, roller skating definitely doesn't require any sort of agility. It's okay, I'll push you around. I'll be fine. <laughs> also, I don't know how to roller skate. I don't know if I should have mentioned that before today. Oh, it's it's, it's not too hard. I can, I can help teach you. I don't think I have the balance for it, but sure. 
does Bob let me dress up dog as see-through as a R2D2? R2D2? <laughs> sure. <laughs> paint his shell to look like the top of like R2D2's dome. No, I was oh, gonna do say, not paint it like a little cardboard, a little cardboard shell on yeah. top of the shell. All right. Yes. No, so no, no letters no from Peter. Heard than the made of this podcast. I'm sorry to shut you down, Luke, but there will be no abusive animals on this podcast. <laughs> What does it do? They only like it's, it. It's just it's just bad for their shells. It's toxic. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> like there's non-toxic paints out there, but I won't argue it. When we discussed this, both uh, Haley and Maurice's mom had this conversation with him. He's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so Haley said I could put paint on him. Yeah, it's very dangerous. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, uh, you're dressed up, and you head into the roller rink. Idol on Disco is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at playtest. You can follow Ty at Sirius Tiberius, Iris at Stilts the GM, Fabby at Fabby underscore Garza, Mike at Mike Loves Rabbit, and me, Luke, at SSJ Speed Racer. Idol on Disco will be back in two weeks on May 15th for Patreon subscribers and May 22nd for everyone else. See you then!